Hello everyone and welcome to another episode from Ohio DD Top. I am Sherry Cooper and I'm joined by my co-host Marcy Strider. What's up, Marcy? What's up, Sherry? You ready to stir it up and keep it cooking and bring in the sizzle? I'm ready to rock the roll. Let's do it. All it's, right, I'm ready to do it with you. Let's rock it. We are so excited to welcome Dr. Miller Turbain with Station MD, a physician service that supports individuals with intellectual and or developmental disabilities and pro- provides the high quality of medical care for individuals with IDD while fostering independent and improving quality of life for our patients and those providing their care. It was started as a way to solve a much needed gap in the ER room where physicians did not have the resource or did not understand clinical and non-clinical ways to help and work with people with disabilities. Dr. Chubay, Chief Judicial Officer of Station MD, joined us today to share more about Station MD, how it's available in Ohio, and how people with DD and their families use this service and what problem is trying to solve. So welcome, Dr. Chabay. Thank you so much, Sherry and, and Marcy. Thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure to be here, and I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. So I am uh, an emergency medicine uh, physician and doctor by training. Uh, I've been practicing for about 20 plus years uh, in the New York area. And in about 2017, um, uh, myself and three other partners, we started Station MD. Um, And as you kind of alluded to, Sherry, we started this because of our own experience in the ER, our own personal connections to the community. And really, we saw individuals coming to the ER, and number one, we didn't think they needed to be there. Uh, number two, it was really rough on them and their family and support staff. And three, I feel really comfortable saying this because I was one of those doctors. We really didn't understand the the needs of the community, not just the clinical needs, but also the non-clinical. So um, that's how we started uh, with a small group in uh, the New York area, and now we've expanded to about 22 states, and of course, Ohio being uh, one of the most important ones that we're working in. So, yep. Well, my first question to you, Dr. Ian, the story behind Station MD is fascinating. Can you tell our listeners what Station MD is and why it started? Sure, absolutely. So, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, regarding our mission, and that's really to improve the quality of life and quality of health care for individuals with IDD. Um, we happen to use telehealth to deliver that care. Um, the story behind it was started because of our personal experiences. 
Um, we had an ER that was close to a, a group home and individuals would come there for simple things, um, minor sore throat or a med refill. And it was really traumatic. I mean, the ER is a terrible place to be in general, but you can imagine for someone who is nonverbal or uh, requires specialized transportation, a busy ER, you're stuck in a hallway. And then when you finally see, see the doctor, uh, which would have been me or one of my colleagues, we don't really have that specialized training to understand all those needs. Um, and by default, individuals get over-tested or get poorly treated. And we we thought there's got to be a better way to do this. And that's really how we started. We started with a small group of about 40 individuals and testing it out and, and really using telehealth to deliver that care. And it just went so wonderfully. And the results were great. We kept people out of the ER, something that would have taken, you know, for those of you are, are on uh, listening to this podcast, you know, the ER is not a quick turnaround. You sit there for hours. It takes forever. Um, it's not the most fun place to be. And now using our solution, we can handle that situation, that same situation in 20, 30 minutes and allow people to do what they love doing rather than, you know, sitting in the ER forever. But that's really how we started uh, in 2017. That's great, because every time I think I need to go to the ER, that's how it's my last we do it. I'll Google something first, because I know when I go to the ER, by me having a speech impairment, it's going to be an issue. Because the doctor, they don't want to listen to you, you have a speaking impairment because they automatically think you don't know what's going on. So I'm very glad to hear the station MD exists. I will be using that. Yeah. So my second question to you is, you speak about the fact that ER doctors don't have the resources or clinical or non-clinical resources to support people with DD in the ER. So what were some hurdles or situation doctor face when trying to help individuals with DD in the ER? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So, you know, I'll start by saying it's a real gap in medical education and training. A lot of doctors don't really get trained on the clinical needs of individuals with IDD. Very little time is spent during medical school. And unless you really devote yourself to training in, in a specialized residency to understand individuals with IDD, it's a, it's a gap. Doctors don't understand those clinical needs. And by default, they don't know how to properly care for, for this population. I mean, you just mentioned it now, you know, uh, assuming that that you don't understand what's going on uh, with an individual or relying on, you know, talking to the, someone's parent or caregiver instead of directly to the individual. Um, so that's the clinical part. And then that in the ER, you can imagine um, devoting time to understand what's going on with that individual when you have 25 other people that you're dealing with, you're just not gonna get good care. And what happens is, individuals get over-tested. Um, they don't get the care that we really think they should deserve, the high-quality care. And then also by default, individuals get hospitalized. They get put back into the hospital because that's the easiest thing to do. Um, that's the big difference between the ER and what we do. All of our clinicians go through a specialized training 
and curriculum that we've developed. Um, and it's not just the clinical parts of understanding what are the important um, medical concerns for this population, but also the non-clinical. You know, what what's a group home setting like? What is a DSP? You know, a lot of doctors don't even know what that is. Um, what are the challenges that are faced by this community? So <clears throat> all of our doctors and clinicians understand that. And to give you some sense of our kind of scale and scope, last year, uh, Station MD, we did about 32,000 virtual visits just with people with IDD. So we've probably seen it before. We really understand it. And it's really pretty simple. We want individuals with IDD to get top quality care. They should at least have care from you know, doctors who know what their problems are and appreciate them. So um, that's really our mission, you know, and that's really what we're doing right now. And thank you for mentioning working with DSPs and group homes, because that's very important. So Marcy, I'm going to pass it over to you. Okay. What happened that made you realize that Doctors needed this training to support patients with DD. Yeah, great question. Well, I'll start from from a personal perspective. Um, you know, uh, having been in the ER forever, uh, 20 years, individuals would come there and if they came with a cardiac disease or pulmonary lung problem or or something that you know we're taught over and over and 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 really harped on in medical school and residency. I felt very comfortable, but now if someone came with CP uh, or some other um, uh, individual with IDD that had a complex issue, I just didn't feel equipped. I felt like I wasn't taught how to care for this population. I felt like I don't really know. You know, I know you came from a group home, but what what is a group home? What like. What can you do in there? And or is there someone that's going to give you your meds? And what meds are you on? Um, and really, that's what what started all of this was just a personal like, wow, I really need to understand this population better um, because they're not getting the, the care that they need. And then on top of it, I just find that a lot of individuals that we take care of, some have really good primary care docs and some are wonderful, but a lot don't. And by default, they get sent to the ER for all of their problems. So I ended up being the doctor for that individual and I wasn't doing a really good job. So that's really what prompted it. And then um, myself and my colleagues and the great team of doctors we have now really uh, emphasize that education aspect of teaching people how to care for this population and understanding that that there are specialized needs that individuals with IDD have that are important to address because they, you know, again, deserve proper good care. Um, and that's really what what started it from a personal perspective. Thank you. Um, how does the service work? How does a person with DD get this service? Is it a is it a doctor? Is it in a doctor's office or using tech, uh, telehealth? Correct. Yeah, it's the latter. It's telehealth. So um, I will uh, kind of walk you through how it works. Uh, and in Ohio, uh, we've been really fortunate to work with Ohio DODD 
And they have uh, funded us uh, to provide this to about 5,000 individuals that are on the waiver in the state. Um, and if you have any questions for those of you listening to this podcast, you can always go to our website or contact us if you have any questions on how to get the service in Ohio or any other aspect of it. But let me quickly explain how it works. It's really simple. It is a telehealth service, um, so you don't have to leave your home setting. But essentially, if something uh, happens that you require or want to speak to a, um, a specialized uh, clinician, you dial a toll-free number, and you've had already had signed up for the service. Um, we have another person on that on the other end of that line that just gets some basic information, and then the way you connect to a doctor is really it's it's an app-based solution. So you don't need any equipment except a smartphone or a tablet. And then if you've downloaded that Station MD app, you just press on it. And then it looks like this. It's really a, a Zoom platform that's HIPAA compliant, meaning meets all the regulations. And then you talk to a, a clinician just as you're talking like we're talking. Um, I would talk to you as the individual. I could patch, send a link to a family member or whoever else you want. I do my evaluation. I can write prescriptions. I can refill your prescriptions. I can answer questions. Um, I can address whatever medical need you have. And then after that encounter is over, after the video virtual consultation is done, we we send a note, <clears throat> meaning our assessment, our plan, uh, directly to whoever needs it. Gets sent to you as a patient. I can send it to your primary care doc. If you're with an agency or provider agency, the agency gets all that information. Um, but it's pretty straightforward and pretty simple. We've made it easy to use because we don't want any of the technology to get in the way. But... I think most people now are really comfortable with Zoom and 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 that kind of stuff. So it's really based off of a HIPAA compliant Zoom, but it's all done via telehealth. So you don't have to leave your home in it for any reason. Um, I will say that most of the time, um, over 90% of the time, we are able to resolve the situation without having to send um, the individual out to the ER or urgent care. Sherry, you gonna bring some more of your flavor? Let's put some spice in it. I got you covered, Marcy. So, Doctor, my next question is a three-part question. So, the first part is, how much does Station MD cost? Can you tell us a little more about how the Department of Developmental Disabilities is sponsoring it? And finally, what does that mean? Yes, sure. Um, I'll start with the, the second part of the, the department. The department has been amazing. They've been such wonderful partners and they see the value in what we do. And they have funded us, um, like I said, to cover individuals in the state. I think it's 5,000 individuals that are covered under the waiver. Um, and to learn a little bit more about that or our costs, you can always go to our website uh, and, and we can get you information or you can contact us directly and um, myself or again through stationmd.com. Regarding the cost, the way we have it set up is we do a monthly charge and that's paid for by the provider agencies if you're with a provider agency. Um, and that is it. We never charge any copay to the individual. We try to recoup some of the costs through Medicaid and through the insurance. But essentially in Ohio, it is a covered cost. And what we like to be happen and we hope will happen uh, in next year sometime is that it becomes a waiver service, meaning it, it becomes paid for by a waiver like any other waiver service that individuals have. Um, 
that's the the basics of of the cost structure in in Ohio. Um, again, we're hoping that next year it becomes a waiver service. And you did say Station MD is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week service, right? That is correct, yeah. It is available all, all around the clock. And that's another great feature because, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people run out of their medications on a Friday afternoon or, you know, it's midnight. And a lot of times, you know, even if you have a a, a primary care doc, they're not always available. They have lives and families and they, they may not get back to you in time, but we are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to pass it back to you, Marcy. All right. I'm going to give some more flavor into the picture. Can you share a success story of a person with DD who was helped by this? What happened? Sure. Geez, uh, there's so many. Um, well, I, I can share a, a recent one um, of a, a mother who, who contacted us uh, who had a child uh, autism spectrum disorder, and he just really, um, whenever he left home, went to the doctor's office, just really didn't have a good time. And he um, became agitated, uh, sometimes even combative. And he would spend several hours in the doctor's office or urgent care ER for his earaches, <clears throat> or I think that's what was going on with him and, and some of his other medical concerns. And the mother said it would take a day or two for him to recover. He hated going. Um, the minute they would get him in the car, he would start screaming and crying. The next time she used Station MD, uh, we did the telehealth visit. He was in his own room, was happy the whole time because he was in that comfortable setting. I think in this specific case, he had a sore throat, and I think we prescribed antibiotics. Um, we resolved the whole issue. Uh, the, the whole consultation was done in about 20, 30 minutes. We checked in on him the next day. We have an aftercare nurse that checks in on the individuals. He felt better. The prescription was filled. Um, and, and his mom was almost in tears. She said, you know, mm -hmm. he had, he was, he loved it. He wanted to do it again, um, as opposed to him having to go to the ER, which was really tough on anyone. But you can imagine for this poor kid, he just hated it. And that's just one example of where we just really saved a traumatic visit, not just for the individual, but, you know, for the families or support staff, it's tough um, to, to, you know, sit there forever and then, and then you know, it takes a day or two to recover. So that's just one example. Um, I could think of a bunch of them where we've diagnosed issues that um, because of our specialized training that probably would have been misdiagnosed. Um, some individuals that maybe are nonverbal, when they bang their head, um, they get sent to the ER and everyone thinks it's a behavioral problem because they don't really know this population well and they get a psychiatric workup. And in a couple of cases now, we found out it's a toothache, a dental abscess. So we started on antibiotics and sent them to a dentist. So these are just some examples where um, it's not me, it's our great team behind us, our great doctors and clinicians that work for us that are, are really good at taking their time and diagnosing things that maybe would have been missed. Um, but those are just a few examples of, of cases that we've had recently. Um, have you ever heard of OSU Nysonger Center? Yeah, we work with them. 
really closely and they are actually um they've already uh, published one piece about our work in ohio and they are are looking at station md and looking at its impact but yeah we're very familiar with them mm -hmm. i i am on um i'm on their committee it's called the deep and it's a a, a disability panel so everybody on there in the group we have disabilities and we help um we help OSU at the Nysonger Center tell we show them how how we feel about um being part of like how it feels to have a disability and we show and give them ideas how to for doctors to work with people with disabilities instead of just talking to the parent or the provider or a family member we tell them to talk to the person but who better to know but us That's and right. so um we get to give them ideas it's been going on for a couple of years now but i like being on that panel because i like to give as i said my own my flavor to them and tell mm -hmm. them how it is for me at the doctors because i I I've had challenges, but I say I'm a fighter. Absolutely. Well, I think that's really important. And I mean, kudos to you. That's so wonderful that you're doing that work because your experiences are real and your ability to vocalize that. And to be honest, teach doctors how to deal with this population. It's important. I mean, I've always said this. We learn the most from our patients and what you're doing is not just obviously helping the doctors understand better, but it's ultimately going to help someone else down the road. Um, and and by all means, we are not the experts and we know everything. So we're always willing to learn more. But the way you learn is by caring for this population, really focusing on this population. And this is the only group of individuals that we that Station MD treats. Um, we are solely focused on caring for individuals with IDD. Um, but we do work closely with the Nice Anger Center, as well as some of these other university centers of excellence across the country, because they are advocates. You know, they're the advocates for this population. And more people like 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 you, Marcy, that are participating in these things, the, the more the word will get out of, you know, how can you improve the care? It, there was a recent study that came out uh, not too long ago where they surveyed doctors anonymously and the majority of doctors that were surveyed did not feel comfortable caring for people with IDD, which is really terrible if you think about it, um, you know, and so how can we improve that? And that's through programs like the one you're participating in. So that's awesome. Sherry, you want to bring your flavor in? Sure, Marcy. So my last question to you, doctor, is what is your hope for a service like Station Empty? What are your hopes? Wow. Great question. I, I mean, I have a lot. I think um, just really proud to be part of this organization and, and the, the, the team and the people we work with. Um, but, you know, there are, by various estimates, eight plus million individuals with IDD. Um, and, you know, I think right now our total population in Ohio and the other states that we care for is around 40 plus thousand individuals. So there's a lot more people that could be benefiting from this kind of solution. My hope is that um, anyone with IDD that wants to use or have access to a solution, uh, our solution or others like it that, that can meet this should be able to. 
I think that, you know, telehealth, if there is any silver lining to the pandemic, it's that a lot of individuals have gotten used to using telehealth. And it's great, not for everything, but for many things. And the general population has embraced it. I think there's no reason that individuals with IDD should not have the same ability to access a specialized telehealth to meet their needs. There's no reason that someone with IDD with a minor issue that needs a med refill or a sore throat or minor condition should be going to the ER. Um, it's not the place for them to be going. So my hope is that anyone who wants it um, uh, should have and be able to access this kind of solution um, to ultimately improve the quality of their health care and the quality of their life of, of the individual, but also their support staff, their family. Um, but that would be my hope. Doctor, I would like to commend you as well as Stacey MD. We had more service like this in the health care field. I think uh, people with disabilities would get better health care. So I'm an advocate for this to go far and wide, nationally, everywhere, because we as people with disabilities, we really need it. So I thank you. I would just say I appreciate all you do for people with disabilities, and it really, and it really helps. And it's really, there's not a lot of people that understand people with disabilities. So I would like to thank you for coming on, and hopefully you can come visit us soon. Well, I definitely, I first of all, I want to thank you, Marcy and Sherry, for, for doing this and organizing this. You guys are a big part of us getting the word out, and I want to thank you for having me. I was just about to say, I hope this isn't the last time you have me on. Um, you know, we are really proud of the work we're doing and especially thankful for Ohio DODD and sponsoring this. But um, I, I say we should make a promise that you have me back on if you'll have me and we'll talk about our progress. And hopefully we become a, a waiver service in, in the state and talk more about our success stories and spread this nationally. So thank you. It sounds like a date to me. Perfect. Thank everyone for tuning in. We really enjoyed meeting Dr. Shabazi and learning about Station MD. This seems to be an essential need for people with disease in Ohio. To learn more about Station MD and how you can use this service, go to stationmd.com. The more we learn about this service, we can advocate to make it a part of our services and support in Ohio. And and we want to hear from we want to hear your stories. How would a service like Station MD help you? Make sure you let us know so we can hear you from you and even pass on the message to Dr. Torelli. So thank everybody and we'll be talking to you soon.